Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today is going to be so cool because we're talking about talking. <laughs> and what could be more fun than that, especially on a podcast or, or our YouTube channel here, is to be talking about the importance of voices and more importantly, how we can be using things like that in our business. So please join me in welcoming our guest today, David Cicerelli, to our program. Welcome, David. Oh, thanks so much, Deb. It's a pleasure to be here and looking forward to our conversation today. As you said, we're going to be talking about talking and the power of the human voice as it can be used as a, a force for good in business. Right. You know, not, not for evil. We're not using this as a force for of evil. Of course. <laughs> we so want to communicate just... good messages and put those out in the yes. world. Yes, most definitely. And, and it really is important as a business to consider this as part of what you're doing to get your message out there. And that's what I love about this and why this is so much fun. So let me tell people just a little bit about you. So David Cicerelli is the co-founder and CEO of Voices.com, the online marketplace that connects business people with professional voiceover talent. The unique blending of his audio engineering background with self-taught production development skills afforded David the creative freedom to pursue his passion for innovation. Voices.com has been getting attention as a massively disruptive and successful tech company in the voiceover and entertainment space. This is a $4.4 billion, 100-year-old industry, and Voices.com is changing how actors, producers, creative directors, and companies like Google, the Discovery Channel, and Ford, and companies like yours and mine, add a voice to their brands. So again, David, welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Very, uh, very honored to be here and uh, the opportunity to tell about our story. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, you know, uh, where it all began and uh, where we're headed in the future and, right. and how businesses can uh, consider incorporating voice into, uh, into their operation. Cool. Well, let's learn about how it all began. Tell us how it is that you decided this was your passion in life. Well, I think it's a really good uh, point that, you know, all of us uh, do have passions from when they were a kid. And some of us have figured out how to make a business out of it. Mm -hmm. uh, mine was that I was always fascinated with sound. Uh, mom had a, a collection of old records and a record player. And dad had the shortwave radio that I could tune into radio stations from around the world. And uh, I was just, you know, just infatuated with listening to people, other languages, um, learned to speak French myself. Mm -hmm. And when I uh, graduated high school and looking for, uh, you know, uh, the next uh, step in my uh, educational uh, career, if you will, I found an interesting school uh, called the Ontario Institute of Audio Recording Technology. Mm. And there I learned actually how to record and edit and produce music mm -hmm. and sound for film and also learned about voiceovers. Mm -hmm. So when I graduated from this uh, engineering program, I actually opened up a small recording studio in mm -hmm. our hometown here of London, Canada. It's about an hour outside of Toronto. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, I got my name in the newspaper, uh, Deb, on my birthday of all days. And in fact, I actually just, my, uh, my folks just sent me this article the other day, um, uh, a photocopy of this old newspaper article that introduced my recording studio to the broader business community, the local business community. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out Deb, that it was actually uh, Stephanie, who's now my wife and co-founder of Voices. Mm -hmm. At the time, she was a classically trained singer. She'd mm -hmm. sing at weddings and mm -hmm. special events. And her mom actually read that newspaper article, cut it out for her and left it on her bed and mm -hmm. said, hey, you should really get your singing repertoire recorded into right. this, uh, at this mm -hmm. studio that just opened up. Mm -hmm. And so Stephanie came down, we ended up hitting it off, uh, you know, dated and of course mm -hmm. got married and have a, a wonderful family of four kids now. But at that time, 
we, uh, you know, we really enjoyed working together. And because of that same newspaper article, there were other small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an event management company that wanted some phone system greetings. Mm-hmm. There was a hair salon that wanted some local commercials done. Mm-hmm. And they wanted a female voice. Mm-hmm. Well, I only knew one girl in the city right. at the time, mm-hmm. and that was Stephanie. So mm-hmm. I gave her a call, mm-hmm. invited her to come back down to the studio, mm-hmm. and I would be the engineer and she would be the voice talent. And that's how we first got started into the business mm-hmm. and soon created a website that uh, promoted the recording studio that actually listed Stephanie as the only voice talent. Mm-hmm. And she actually, uh, we landed a few gigs, but most importantly, it attracted other freelancers mm-hmm. from around the world mm-hmm. who also have great voices, who spoke different languages and did character voices and audiobooks and mm-hmm. you know, um, phone system recordings, other areas of expertise. And they asked, hey, we found your website. Can we be listed on it? Ah. At the beginning, we just listed their little name and a link to their website. And that's really how it all began Mm -hmm. was us realizing, wow, there's a really a global market Mm -hmm. for voice. Well, I learned that in school. This was really the advent of the internet Mm -hmm. as well, too. People discovering that you could find and hire these freelance professionals Mm -hmm. In a, in a pretty easy way through a website like Voices.com. So that's how it all began, and, we, and uh, we've been doing it ever since then. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I love it because we, uh, you know, in many cases, our spoken message is one of the first things that people hear, you know, because they're calling. And, you know, and, and so they get, you know, they get your voicemail. And many business owners think, well, you know, I need something that sounds more professional or I have a funny voice or, you know, things like that. And, you know, I I used voiceover, you know, initially 20 years ago when I started my company because I didn't want it to be me. I thought, you know, I really need to seem like a bigger company. (laughs) And, And so I wanted, it didn't really matter. I just needed a different voice. So that, you know, there was at least two voices that were saying, you know, hello, you know, on there. And so I had at that point a friend who was an actor. So he obviously knew how to do, to do voiceovers and he recorded my voicemail message, you know, and, and so it was this very suave, very professional sounding man who said, hello, you know, you have reached wise women communications. And to me right there, that set the tone for my business. It was professional. It was, you know, it was bigger than just me. Um, you know, all these various things. And, and so that really was the, the, the first um, time that I tried uh, having a voiceover. It's, you know, that's a, a very common story, actually. So you're in good company, Deb, that a lot of businesses, uh, particularly small and, and growing uh, mid-sized businesses, uh, think of, well, I, I'm not going to advertise on radio. How am I going to need a voiceover? Mm-hmm. And then they realize, well, I'm, I'm getting dozens of phone calls every day. Right. And it's not just that initial, what's referred to as an auto attendant or an automated mm-hmm. attendant, that kind of pre-recorded greeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hello, you that's have That's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling so-and-so mm-hmm. business. Um, press one for sales, two for customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an option if you have, you know, if you want those uh, phone lines kind of routed or, or mm-hmm. those calls, sorry, routed mm-hmm. to uh, different people within the mm-hmm. office. Um, but what a great marketing opportunity, mm-hmm. though, right. is uh, not only that first impression, but if somebody is being transferred, mm-hmm. you can actually insert uh, a, a recording while they're on hold. Mm-hmm. So many companies just have the a couple oh. of beeps, basically dead air, or, horrible uh, or music. it's complete or music. <laughs> it's completely quiet. Mm-hmm. Why not record? You know, we have I think it's about a five minute recording that just loops because mm-hmm. um, most people are only on mm-hmm. hold for probably thirty seconds right. or so, so they'll probably hear a different part of that. Mm-hmm. But we alternate between customer service centric mm-hmm. messages mm-hmm. on our on hold messaging mm-hmm. and then sales and promotional messages. Right. So you can, uh, and then, you know, music in, in between mm-hmm. that is a great time. You have mm-hmm. what I would say is a captive audience. Right. It's waiting mm-hmm. on hold mm-hmm. and you can, you know, change it up even seasonally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other option, but it, it's, it's an, a great starting point to mm-hmm. think, how is my brand and my, how do I want my brand to sound? Do I want a male voice or a female voice? Do I want an air professionalism? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's a fun theme park Mm -hmm. or a, you know, an activity center, a gym, 
It's, you know, you could have the voice of a coach on there or something a little sillier. I mean, you could have a lot of fun with this, mm-hmm. um, creating really what's now become a like brand. Right. You know, and it is such a great marketing opportunity, Um, you know, as you said, especially on hold, you know, or in that transfer process, because, you know, you've got them there. And, and as you said, they are listening because they're waiting for somebody to, to pick up the phone. So why not be saying, hey, you know, don't forget to ask about our weekly special or, you know, as you said, could be seasonal, could be, you know, we just wanted to tell everybody Merry Christmas, um, you know, whatever it is. And, and have it, again, as, per, as a professional voice. Um, you know, it's funny. I do this. You know, your program, 520-something. But I'm, I'm not happy with my own voice. And I think that's what many people, you know, say. They're like, ooh, I hate listening to recordings of myself. And so that really was another reason why I thought, you know, I needed a different voice. Um, you know, I wanted something that, not that I don't sound professional or, or anything like that, but I really did just want a different voice, a different first impression that, we, that people would get for my company. I think, again, that's, um, you know, you, you don't want to sound like you're necessarily a sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we sometimes refer to that as uh, punching above your weight class, mm-hmm. where it just sounds like you're a much larger organization. Um, and uh, in fact, you probably do serve customers around the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a team behind the scenes as well, too. So uh, I think most importantly, it's about, um, you know, personifying your mm-hmm. brand through right. voice mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily you. Mm-hmm. And I know it's a real struggle for a lot of entrepreneurs that they are so personally attached mm-hmm. to the success of their organization. Mm-hmm. And here's one way to separate that, right. that my company is a brand mm-hmm. and an entity of its own. Right. And you're there to, to build it up and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, benefit from its success, but also pour yourself into it. Mm-hmm. And so that's one way that, uh, that we see companies doing that. And, you know, it, so as much as there's phone systems as a great entry point, it's mm-hmm. relatively low cost for a couple hundred dollars. Often, um, even a voicemail system, you know, or voicemail recording mm-hmm. can be done for that. Um, one of the other areas that is certainly more, uh, you know, what we're doing here today is around podcasting right. and it's phenomenal how accessible podcasting mm-hmm. has become over the last, let's call it three to five years, mm-hmm. where businesses can, it doesn't have to be a forever thing where you're doing 500 episodes. Mm-hmm. A lot of businesses just create a 10 episode series. Mm-hmm. It might be on a particular topic right. where they, they want to interview 10 people mm-hmm. or meet 10 customers. Um, so we see these almost, if you think in terms of like a Netflix season, right? Or a mini, uh, a mini season where it's only five or 10 episodes and a podcast can be shared that way, that you, you really get to put your stake in the ground um, in terms of having a podcast, right. test it out. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's also a great way. Mm-hmm. And as you see, I have a studio and you have a studio, but it certainly does not need to be quite as elaborate as that. A lot of recordings are done um, really most importantly in a quiet space mm-hmm. and uh, a, a microphone that's plugged into, could be a USB microphone mm-hmm. plugged into your computer. Um, but the quieter the space, uh, and yes, the more professional equipment you have, it will sound better, but, uh, and you can have an intro. And this is, again, where you can have an, an intro that kind of sets up the podcast and, and um, uh, really introduces you as a host if you're going to do this solo or even one other person. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, there's uh, a lot of material that's out there, but that's how you get into iTunes. Mm-hmm. That's how you can get into um, Google Play Store. Mm-hmm. If you're looking again, just to have a presence on some of these big ecosystems, Mm -hmm. how how can you market yourself um, to an audience Mm -hmm. that maybe your customer or your competitors, you know, aren't quite as tech savvy or maybe don't feel like they're uh, great on camera. This is, this is a way that you could be different on how you're communicating to your, uh, to your audience. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and let's, let's talk about podcasting, obviously, because, you know, here we are. And anybody who listened to the program heard voiceovers for my program. And I actually have two. I have one that's provided by C-Suite Network. And then I have one that, that I do myself, or actually that I add myself. I don't do it. It's, it's, it is a voiceover that I had done. And I shared, you with this, I shared this with you before we started the program because I didn't want to surprise you. But I signed up for 
um, one of your accounts so that I could get a new voiceover for the start of the program. Because it's been, I don't know, 18 months maybe since I've had the, this voiceover that, that starts my program. And it says, you know, hello, this, you are listening to the, the Business Power Hour, you know, whatever it says. Um, and, and I thought, you know, I, if you were an author, I would have read your book. But this way, I thought, oh, this is fun. Let's sign up for this. And so first of all, I have to tell you, it was incredibly easy and very impressive. So I went in, I signed up for the account, and I start kind of working my way through. And, and you know, I was doing a couple other things at the same time. But within 10 minutes, it was, you know, five to 10 minutes at the most, my phone rings. And I'm still working on, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to, to be having you guys do. And the phone rings and, 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 you know, my caller ID said London, Ontario. And I thought, well, you're early. <laughs> no, it was the account exec. Now, voices.com had absolutely no way to know who I was or why I was doing this. So that was the cool thing because I put in wise women communications. I didn't put in the business power hour. So I had an account exec contact me on the phone within 10 minutes of me setting up my account. So that right there was incredibly impressive. So I talked to Dimitri. Dimitri was great. I told him he was doing a good job. And now I did tell him right away what I was doing. Um, but, but I said, you know, this is, this is great, Dimitri. I decided to, to set up an account because I do need a new intro. And I thought I'd just be able to talk about it this way. So it was really fun because it, it kind of walks you through the steps you get to pick what sex you want your voice, your voiceover to be. Um, and, you know, and, and as you know, I, I like a, a male voice. Don't know why. I've just, I, I guess I've always thought it would sound kind of weird to have a female introducing me. And I have no idea why that's just, you know, and you can pick the age. You obviously pick the language, you know, and, and, and then you can even fine tune it more. I could have picked an American with a Cajun accent. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then you go through and you pick different things. You know, is it, um, are you wanting them to be uh, uh, comical? You know, you mentioned, you know, you could, you could do things like that. And so you can pick all these different criteria. Then you give a sample script which happens to be my whole thing. I mean, you know, my intro is very short. And so I just went ahead and put the whole thing in there. But, um, and then you do really include the, the whole script. And then you submit it. And it gets reviewed because, and I love this, you were in, on your website, it said that you are family friendly. So this is not, we're, we're not recording naughty stuff here, folks. Um, and my, my guess is probably not even bad language. Um, you know, and, and so mine was approved right away. Now, again, it's very short. Altogether, it's 66 words. So um, it was very short. Oh, and I also, I forgot, this is one of the important things, pick my budget. Now, I'll admit I picked the lower end of the budget because it is just 66 words, um, you know, and, and but I, but, you know, if, if obviously if it was a longer project, my budget would have to increase. Um, but, you know, there's, there's a variety of things in there. I'm sure that you have people who kind of work in, in a variety of different ways. So if somebody has a more limited budget, they might just get fewer people who apply for it. So now my understanding is I'll start getting people contacting me with my sample script. And there, and so then I get to pick between them. And so this is just very cool. I think this is, is so much fun. I was approved. I was happy to report. I, my mine was approved. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, it really was a simple process. Thank you so much for sharing that firsthand account of uh, what it's like. And sometimes we're just so close to it and, and wonder if it's, uh, if it's really hitting the mark. So that you're very gracious in describing it in, in such detail. Um, there's a lot to actually un unpack if I may about sure. kind of how we work. I yes. think that actually is great tips for mm -hmm. other business owners. Um, right off the bat, as you'd mentioned, you know, that we were, uh, you know, captured really, you know, asked for the minimal amount of information possible just to set up the account, right. but also the benefit of, uh, and your willingness to include your phone number, mm -hmm. um, allowed us to give you a quick call. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we found that, um, the experience and the overall customer satisfaction and likelihood, um, that, uh, a new, uh, a new, a contact, uh, would actually, convert and turn into a, a customer mm -hmm. uh, increases about four to five X. So four mm -hmm. to 500% mm -hmm. if we can call between five and 10 minutes. Right. And so that is so important. Um, there's lots of sales related statistics mm -hmm. for those interested in doing some Googling after uh, the video here. 
that, you know, if you, that leads go very stale, mm-hmm. even if you leave them for a day. Right. And so calling somebody, you know, the, while they're mm-hmm. possibly still on your website mm-hmm. or they're right. top of mind, mm-hmm. you know, I was, if they're I was thinking still of coming, on your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the benefit of that is that we could maybe walk you through the process right. or answer the questions mm-hmm. while you're still thinking yes. about it. Mm-hmm. So you're not having to mentally switch back and, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm, I've moved on to something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really try to seize, seize that moment. The other thing is, as you mentioned, is that job posting. And mm-hmm. really, that's just about capturing, um, the, you know, again, the basic information about what you're looking for, uh, what you're looking to get done. Uh, and we actually take that information that, uh, let's call it your job requirements, mm-hmm. and match that up against actually thousands of voice actors mm-hmm. and invite only the most qualified. So as okay. you said, language and gender and age range have uh, a role. And you can think of the role as maybe it's a uh, sports announcer, maybe it's a preacher, mm-hmm. maybe it's a business executive. And it's just really, what character are you asking mm-hmm. this person to perform? Right. And then the style, do you want them to sound funny, mm-hmm. sarcastic, do you want them to sound very dry mm-hmm. or very empathetic? These are all attributes mm-hmm. that provide some artistic direction. Right. Uh, and so the budget range is, is, you know, it does start at $100. And, you know, depending on the complexity of the project, we've had, you know, Fortune 500 companies do corporate training videos, mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of them. Right. And, of course, those are going to be on the other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the work is, you know, under a minute long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite, quite brief. But, uh, you know, if, if you'll permit me, you did uh, mention something that doesn't get a lot of uh, notoriety uh, is the family-friendly nature of mm-hmm. the job postings. Mm-hmm. As I said, Stephanie and I, uh, you know, both uh, have a faith-based background. And mm-hmm. because of that, I think we do uh, recognize, and we have, you know, a young family, I think we do recognize the importance of having mm-hmm. uh, good quality content that's put out in the world. And we want to be supportive of that, you know, content whether it's an audiobook or a game that educates people, that informs them, maybe inspires them, can entertain as well. Mm-hmm. But we have a, uh, a number of uh, content guidelines or really brand guidelines mm-hmm. that um, serve to, to ensure that there's, you know, I don't know how best to describe it other than what we call E for everyone, mm-hmm. E for everyone content or family friendly content that would show up on voices.com mm-hmm. because we're doing two things that we're actually putting our name on it. We email out those voice talent and say, mm-hmm. there's a great opportunity for you. We want them to feel comfortable. They're literally reading these words aloud. Right. They're, they're mm-hmm. breathing life into these words. Mm-hmm. So we want them to be saying good words, healthy mm-hmm. words. And the other thing is as a business owner, you might be concerned about that your job is going up side by side other clients mm-hmm. and you want your name next to another uh, company's name uh, that you also feel is reputable. Mm-hmm. And so this is this concept of brand safety that mm-hmm. a lot of organizations are really concerned about where their ads mm-hmm. show up online um, on what, ad, uh, what websites. Mm-hmm. And in a similar nature, we want businesses to feel comfortable that when they post a job on voices.com, that they're going to be listed side by side, other reputable organizations. So this is just living out a small way to live out the value of trust Mm -hmm. and integrity. But I really appreciate that that resonated with you because Mm -hmm. it's something that I think we do differently. Right. And um, frankly, it's, it's cost us business, but that's Mm -hmm. the choice that we're making Mm -hmm. to create a safe environment for all parties Mm -hmm. uh, involved. And, we will uh, we will make that decision every day. Right. Well, and you know, clearly there are other places that that people could go if they wanted something different. Um, right. But you know, it 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 really did. It caught my attention that it it came up and and you know said it was family friendly or that it would be a, a, something along the lines of reviewed for family friendly content. I believe is what it said. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, right there, I thought, oh, okay, that that makes you you know, we keep talking about professionalism. To me, that that did put you at a different level. Um, you know, you weren't going to to record some of the the things that would make me go, oh dear, um, <laughs> or even just language, um, because you know, I noticed uh, one of the things that that you do, um, you you provide voice for video games. 
Now, there would be some video games that the language might be a little questionable on. Um, you know, and my guess is you just tell them thank you, but no thank you. And, you know, and, and, and refer them down the road. And, and so, you know, as you said, it does cost business, but it raises your business to a different level. I've, um, and, you know, video games, um, not only the language, but even the content right. itself. Um, so it could be overly violent or grotesque. And, right. and uh, yeah, there's, yeah, I don't have kids. And so fortunately, but yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. And, and I think that's, look, businesses should, they should stand for something. Um, and it doesn't need to be a, you know, a political statement. Right. It should just mean that you are, how, how are you leaving the world a better place? And not to sound too philosophical here, but um, I've actually found, and we've, you know, we have a team of over 100 mm -hmm. people, and actually give this training on day number one. Mm -hmm. And it's part of our, we call it our MBA in a day, mm -hmm. which is uh, a, a walkthrough of the strategy, um, how we operate, um, some of the decisions mm -hmm. that we're making. And strategy, uh, and not to be overly academic here, but really strategy is a set of choices mm -hmm. that a business is going to make that positions itself mm -hmm. within the context of the competitive landscape. So mm -hmm. what choices or decisions are you making that are different mm -hmm. than your competitors? Right. And when I walk through new, uh, new employees who are joining us, overwhelmingly, yeah, it, it gets a little awkward for about three minutes and people mm -hmm. are like, oh, you know, they realize that we might be making a decision that does turn away business. Mm -hmm. um, but really, it's it's so infrequent, I think probably because we've developed a, a reputation and maybe right. notoriety mm -hmm. that that work isn't going to happen mm -hmm. on Voices. Mm -hmm. But in fact, all ages, all walks of life, our staff resonate with this concept mm -hmm. of having an E for everyone mm -hmm. um, because they're reviewing the content mm -hmm we're inviting voice actors, we're walking them through, um, you know, how they should, how they should respond mm -hmm. to some of these jobs. Right. And so I think that allows us to, to hold our heads mm -hmm. high. So uh, it, in fact, you know, it's, I've never viewed it as a detriment. I viewed it as something that's propelled us forward right. and been, and it served as, as a bit of a rallying mm -hmm. point as right. well. Well, you know, and, and you mentioned that you have thousands of, of people who do the voices so that's also a positive for them because, you know, they know that they're not going to get a script where they're going to think, no, I can't do this, um, you know, or where they would be embarrassed by it, you know, and, and I always tell people, you know, it, it, is your mother, your rabbi, your priest, your spouse, what are they going to think of what you're doing? Um, you know, and, and so same thing here, you know, they know that what you send them is, is, you know, great quality content, um, you know, and, and, uh, but, but yeah, so I like that because it, it does set you apart. And, and, you know, there are industries obviously that are very specific for, you know, the, the opposite of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's great. They're obviously very successful in that niche. So I would challenge the entrepreneurs listening and watching to think about how you might be able to incorporate something similar mm -hmm. into your business. Right. Um, and you know, it, 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 you don't need to make a, a huge statement of, you're mm -hmm. probably actually already doing it. Right. You know, is there something that, um, that you're living out? How are you living out your values? Mm -hmm. And often the company's values are really just an extension mm -hmm. of the founder's values. Right. right. And the, that's probably the best way that if you're scratching your head on, I'm struggling with having good company values. Well, what do you as a you know, small business owner, mm -hmm. sole proprietor, um, founder, mm -hmm. um, what do you personally value and right. how can you infuse that mm -hmm. into the organization? Mm -hmm. And my experience is that your team will have a lot of respect, mm -hmm. especially if you walk through the background on why that's important mm -hmm. to you. Um, growing up, we didn't have cable television. It was only a Canadian... Uh, Canadian Broadcast Corporation, the CBC, which is kind of the public television. That's all I ever saw. And it was, again, I, there was no violence or anything. So I'm possibly a little more sensitive to that um, than, than most. Uh, but that is my upbringing. And that's how it's kind of uh, weaved its way into business. As I said, I think it's, I think it's been overall very uh, well received. Right, right.
You know, and, and let's be honest, it is difficult, especially when you're just starting your business and you're thinking, I got to pay the bills. I got to pay the bills. I got to get the clients. I got to pay the bills. And so, you know, many people, you know, even, even myself have taken on clients that we think, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's just that we don't click with them, you know, and, and, you know, but we take them on because we have to pay the bills. We have to do, you know, those various things. And, you know, that, that, unfortunately then sets kind of a precedent um, you know where we will take whoever and so we've we've talked about this on other programs that I've done where you know it's that is part of you know when you're first setting up your business who is your perfect client and then how much will you deviate from that you know there are some that that you you know, you might be a little bit different but yeah it really is critical that almost right or not almost from the very start you say here's who I want to do business with um, you know, and, and, and there's, you know, obviously a variety of criteria, as you mentioned, you know, it's, it's a very personal choice. Um, you know, I have talked with people who, uh, it's funny when I, I work with people a lot on in, they're in the job market. And so I'm helping them with their LinkedIn profiles and they'll say, you know, well, can I put in here that, you know, it, it, you know, should I list in my, my profile that I'm a lay minister? And I tell them, sure. You know, that's, and, and they say, well, that is a very important part of who I want to work for. And I say, then that's, that's important, you know, because you do want to be part of a company that has, you know, positive family values, whatever it is. Um, you know, I've had other people that, that say, you know, should I, should I not list that I volunteered for a political party? And I tell them again, you know, it's, it's personal choice. You could limit things. But you can also expand in a different direction, and so you know it's it's always good to to know all of that. Mm-hmm. The um, it's actually it's a it's a good uh, segue in as we're talking about um, how we position ourselves on uh, position ourselves online, mm-hmm. but also um, the customers that we're actually looking to to win, mm-hmm. uh, and. You know, I think it's it's too easy at the beginning thinking, "Wow, well, we're just gonna we're you know here's my offering and we're gonna serve everyone." Mm-hmm. And uh, admittedly, I, I I didn't believe a lot, and I I didn't think we would change our approach to business mm-hmm. um, by better understanding uh, what's referred to as customer segmentation. Mm-hmm. Basically, figuring out who who is that ideal customer profile mm-hmm. and what is their makeup. And I would think of this in three, three tiers or three mm-hmm. levels. At the highest order, again, hopefully, you're, uh, hopefully the viewers today will appreciate this. Um, certainly, uh, I've, I found a lot of value in it myself, so I'm just looking to pass it on. But in the, in the highest order, think of the accounts or companies, and maybe it's just even an industry, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's a certain industry that you're serving. And then as you click down, maybe there's a certain company um, themselves um, that would be the best company to go after. And then think one level down is the buyer. Mm-hmm. So the actual name and title of people that would, right. uh, well, the title of people that would potentially buy your service. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an easier framework, mm-hmm. which is industry, then company, mm-hmm. and then buyer right. um, by title, mm-hmm. rather than just saying, well, we're going to serve everybody within a certain geographic mm-hmm. market. It's helpful to actually narrow that scope. Mm-hmm. I think you can be a lot more effective with your marketing, right. um, how you message, how you mm-hmm. go to the market, um, where you're spending your time. Mm-hmm. And right. so I know we've done that exercise. It sounds like um, you've, uh, you've done similar exercises in, uh, in clients that you've worked mm-hmm. with. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because I was thinking, you know, for your example, and I have no idea if you've done this or not, but you, we mentioned that you work with Ford. Okay, so there's Ford. Then they make minivans, and the person who buys the minivan is moms. You know, and, and so that comes ultimately back to all of the messaging that, that you have is, you know, we're talking to the moms of the world, and how do we want to come across to them? Absolutely. And... You know, so at, at Voices, we found that we've, we're, we're talking to um, creative producers. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're either advertising agencies mm-hmm. or, as you said, these large enterprise size clients. That's, mm-hmm. That tends to be um, people who use Voices.com mm-hmm. uh, in a high-frequent, ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. There's lots of times where maybe once a year 
once every couple of years, as you said, need to update a phone system mm-hmm. or a podcast or uh, a greeting or a, an online video. But, uh, you know, that's been helpful because, I th- again, I think it shapes the words that you're using. And uh, every one of those words matters. And I think mm-hmm. uh, the clearer you can be about specifically mm-hmm. what you do. And, you know, the if you're trying to, you know, you know, maybe just to offer out as well, because what we're really talking about here is, is your strategy. Mm-hmm. What are all those decisions that you're making? And uh, I once read a book actually uh, after a conference um, by Susie Welch and Susie is, uh, a, you know, a, a very successful um, female uh, woman business uh, person uh, who's uh, came up with this concept called 10, 10, 10, which is when you come to these forks in the road or these decision points in life um, and really developing a strategy is all about making those decisions. Mm -hmm. Then ask yourself, is this the best decision 10 minutes from now, 10 months from now and 10 years from now? Wow. Mm -hmm. And it's a simpler way and more concrete than Mm -hmm. saying, short, medium, and long term, mm-hmm. um, it makes it very practical. Mm-hmm. But And that's why I love this, because you can make these decisions, say, I'm going to serve this customer in 10 minutes from now, I might feel great. Mm-hmm. 10 months from now, I can see how it's mm-hmm. going to be overly problematic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be having to travel way too much. It's mm-hmm. not going to work long term. Um, and that's fine. Just know that you're going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, or at Voices, if we have these family-friendly content guidelines, that was a decision that actually maybe was problematic or we in the shortest term, mm-hmm. but we felt it would play out well in the right. long term, which mm-hmm. is why we've, we've uh, stuck with that. Mm-hmm. So is there, I'd love to hear from you, Deb, is there a, a, a decision that you feel like you made a while back that, you know, maybe was challenging in the short term and, and then it, it, it played out well mm-hmm. over that long term? You know, definitely potential clients where I thought, you know, this just isn't quite right. And, you know, and I tell people we need to go with our gut instinct, um, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and again, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with those clients. It just wasn't a good fit, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and sometimes there were more, much more overt, you know, where you thought, no, uh-uh, no, not, not going to work with this person. Um, but other times it was like, oh, you know, and, and let's be honest, we, you know, have taken some on occasion where it's like, okay, we're really glad this is a short-term project, um, which is not good because of course we want, even though it's a short-term project, we either want them to come back to do something again with us or we want them to tell their friends and, and, you know, more than likely they have similar friends. So, you know, it is, it's, it's rough, especially when there are bills to pay. Um, you know, there, there have been times where it's been very clear. You know, I've worked with a gentleman one, or, you know, was, was uh, potentially working with a gentleman one time where, you know, this was back when we still responded and, and wrote proposals, you know, and, and so this guy came and he said, I'm developing this, this website, you know, what would you do? And, you know, and, and of course there was more criteria to it, but, you know, so I filled all this out, sent him the proposal and I, you know, it didn't take really long having my business to figure out, I don't like doing that part. I mean, proposals were icky, but anyhow, um, you know, and, and so I heard back and, but it, he really was one of those people that I thought there's something here, just something that didn't quite feel right. And I think we do, we, we, um, especially when we have to pay the bills, we ignore that little voice. And I should have right at the start said, you know, great project, wish you the best of luck, but it's not a good fit for us. So, you know, I go through this, I do all of this stuff. He comes back to me and he says, you know, there were some things in your proposal that I liked and some things that I didn't like, but here's this proposal from another company that I really liked and I want you to implement it. And I thought, oh, no, danger, danger. I mean, that to me was just big ethical flags. And he'd gone through and he had redacted their name. So I didn't know, you know, who it was except in one place. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was like, ah, and, 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 and I told him, I said, no, sir, this, this is not how I do business. Um, you know, and, and, and he got very angry with me. He did not like mm-hmm. that because he liked me, but he liked their proposal. Right. And so, you know, and, and I thought, okay. Obviously, gut instinct was right. I should not have even done anything. 
But this the the proposal that he wanted me to implement was was you know not only did it have the name it was somebody I knew and somebody I knew fairly well, and I thought they need to know and so I contacted them and I said you need to know what happened, and and of course they said okay we're not going to work with this guy either, and you know and, and he obviously got very angry I mean he did not but we all tried to explain to him that's not how you do business <laughs> you know this mm-hmm. is just not um, and you know and, and so there are times like that where it's very clearly obvious now it was a big contract. I mean, it probably would have been something that five, 10 years down the road, we might have still been working with him. So it was very hard to turn that down. But that initial instinct was not, this is just not quite right. Um, you know, and, and it's funny because every once in a while I look now, he, he was not successful um, for whatever reason. Uh, but, but yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was an interesting concept. And I think we probably all kind of had those experiences where somebody comes to us and says, you know, either, you know, we, we want to hire you, you know, hire your company, you know, like, like yours and mine, or hire you as an employee. And you think this is just not quite right. Um, you know, and, and so then you have to make the decision. Do you go with it or not? You, um, you know, you, you actually are able to refine these skills and abilities of mm-hmm. intuition over time. Right. The more you run into these situations, mm-hmm the sharper you become to very quickly assess Mm -hmm. uh, someone else's intentions that way. Um, And if you're unsure, it's best just to be frankly confront them and, and, and ask those questions. Mm -hmm. And there are actually, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. There's a lot of parallels between um, bringing on a new client Mm -hmm. because as well as uh, a new employee, Mm you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Mm -hmm. The client's evaluating you, but what a lot of clients don't realize is that, you know, we, you're also making a decision Mm -hmm. whether you want to work with them. Mm -hmm. And same thing goes, uh, you know, during a, during a hiring Mm -hmm. process of a new employee. Um, And that's why, you know, I found it helpful to have some of these criteria that, uh, that you use, um, and for new employees, I often, you know, I, I, I employ a lot of these rules of three, probably because mm-hmm. it's easy for me to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when it comes to new employees, uh, it doesn't matter what role it is. I always look for the same three attributes, which first and foremost is curiosity. Mm-hmm. I love when someone has, you know, grown up playing Legos and putting puzzles together and explored mm-hmm. and you know, enjoys, you know, it could be science or music or sports. They're mm-hmm. curious on how things work and how the worlds work because that means that they're likely to be a great, not only self-starter, but also someone who troubleshoots mm-hmm. and kind of gets to the bottom of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ask questions like, tell me about a time when uh, you didn't understand how something worked, but you figured it out. And that usually uh, sparks off a, mm-hmm. a, a conversation or a story. Mm-hmm. I also look for competitiveness and uh, someone who's competitive either in uh, people in a similar role, mm-hmm. such as sales, right. uh, or it, people that are actually, a lot of people are competitive with themselves. They just, mm-hmm. they know that there's a certain quality. They mm-hmm. hold themselves to a very high standard. I think that's um, that's great. And usually there's some history of success or some signs of success. It could be on a sports team. Mm-hmm. It could be, again, a, a solo um, performance, dance or theater. I mean, these are very competitive amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And the last thing um, I do look for is, uh, is coachability. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, speaks to their humility mm-hmm. uh, because you can be very curious and very aggressive and very competitive. But if you're unwilling to take a word of truth from mm-hmm. a coach or a, a mentor or even mm-hmm. a peer, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that can create a lot of friction right. within an organization. Mm-hmm. And so someone that's not only able to receive that and um, being very coachable, but also uh, they learn from others. Mm-hmm. They're also willing to give. Mm-hmm. And someone right. I, I found that someone who is coachable also serves as a great mm-hmm. coach or a mentor to others. Right. Right. So those are the three attributes um, that I look for, and again, hopefully that's uh, that's helpful for those mm-hmm. that are uh, maybe at a crossroads of how do I go about hiring an employer and next employee. Mm-hmm. Um, some questions that you could consider during that interview process. Yeah, and and I I love that because 
you know, someone might be very competitive, you know, which is probably going to be good for your business, especially if they're in sales, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and, you know, all the various things, but if they aren't coachable, then it's not going to make a difference. Um, you know, they might hit that sales mark. They might go really high, but if you can't give them constructive criticism or show them different ways to, to operate. For one thing, they're probably not going to stay with you. You know, they're, they're going to be so competitive that they're always looking for the next big opportunity. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to have a team player. And so it's, it's, it really is that mix. Um, you know, and, and look at sports. You know, sports are, are probably the, the, the best way to really look at that. You've got your quarterbacks. You've got your pitcher. You've got your, your, your whoever that is incredibly talented. But if they're not that team player, then it's not going to matter, um, you know, because they'll be disruptive in the locker room. You know, they'll, they'll blow big plays, you know, all those various things. And of course, that's why then there are, you know, small businesses. They go off, they start their own, you know, and, and or, you know, in, in the sports analogy, they're a track star, they're tennis, you know, they're whatever. They, they do something that is, you know, a single, single sport. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting to, to, Think about how you're going to build your team and and then maintain it. Um, you know, there are also obviously the times where you have to get rid of somebody, um, you know, because they're a detriment to to the team. Um, you know, and, and sometimes it's it, it's it's almost always for the good of everyone because, you know, the, it's and, and that but it is hard. I mean, you know, I've been in the position where I've had to, to fire people. Ugh. I hated it, you know, and, and, but I knew in the long run, it's kind of back to the 10, 10, 10 thing, you know, it was going to be better. You know, I was going to have a horrible 10 minutes, you know, even 10 months, we might still be struggling, but down the road, it was better for everybody. It's, um, you know, if, if you're unwilling, you know, the, the behavior that we tolerate is, Mm -hmm. is ends up being, um, what's actually becomes the norm within a culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if it is uh, anger or breach of confidentiality mm-hmm. or, you know, theft, um, depending on kind of, you know, a- a- anywhere where someone is certainly offside. Um, I think if the question that everybody else in the company or in the team will ask is, why isn't our leader doing anything right. about this? Mm-hmm. Like, can they not see it actually reflects on you mm-hmm. as a manager or as a leader? Uh, and so there is a responsibility mm-hmm. to make some of those tough calls. And I would say that's, that's the hardest part um, mm-hmm. that I certainly wasn't prepared for, mm-hmm. but that's the hardest part about right. um, building a team mm-hmm. is that, a lot of people will be fantastic and work out great and everyone will get along. And other times uh, what w- you expected and you were hopeful for during the interview uh, process, those initial kind of couple weeks of training, as you said, it just kind of devolves into just not being a good fit. And uh, you know, what was told to me and, and I continue to pass on is, is um, you know, no one ever really regret afterwards of, kind of firing too quickly. Mm-hmm. It's the it's when you hold on to somebody mm-hmm. expecting them to turn around. Right. And um, th- now that said, uh, I wish I had a whiteboard here because I would, I would doodle this up for you, but there's, you know, there's almost, here's another rule of three. Um, so for those of you taking notes, I think there's, there's three different timelines where you need to consider if we're talking about performance management, mm-hmm. um, that if someone's not delivering results, then, uh, and that could, again, any role, whatever those deliverables or those results are, mm-hmm. um, there really ought to be a lot more patience there, mm-hmm. which is, let's call that, you know, 90, you know, three to six months. Mm-hmm. So it sometimes it just takes people, especially if there's a steep learning curve in your industry or your tools and technology that you're using in your business, but mm-hmm. three to six months. Mm-hmm. But before the results are going to, is going to come the effort. Mm-hmm. So I definitely expect an effort and, and you should well. Right. But if there's no results and there's no effort, well, at minimum, there's got to be a great attitude. Mm-hmm. And if, if an employee or a team member is coming in, you know, right off the bat or just, you know, frankly, having a bad attitude, mm-hmm. that's where I think is really the, is what we're kind of referring to here 
people that tend to, for whatever reason, unfortunately, kind of bring down the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's really where there really can't be a whole lot of tolerance. You know, thirty days turnaround. Look, right. we need you to come in and bring your best mm-hmm. self. You know, whatever we we know, you might have some challenges outside of work. Mm-hmm. We need your head here when you're when you're in the office, mm-hmm. when you're speaking with our customers, the people that we're serving. Um, and so I think having that uh, tough love conversation um, and that that's a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Those other ones, you know, I give most most of us the you know, and all of us, you know, give them the benefit of we're coming in with a great you know, everyone will have a bad day here and there, but we've mm-hmm. got a great attitude. Right now, we need to see the effort, and effort leads to results. Right. So I would just caution to be too hasty to just say, oh, somebody didn't deliver results in the first thirty days. Well, maybe there's you know they need more training mm-hmm. or better understanding. Right. So I would think in in terms of those time frames. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's helpful to make some. Right some good decisions in terms of managing performance of the team. And, you know, and and it comes back to having things clearly defined, Um, you know, in, in your business, you know, part of, of, you know, well, for example, when I was filling out the, the, the uh, process, it said, you know, when did I want the, um, the, the uh, applications by? Yep, the and, auditions. Yep, yeah, the people that's it, reading the that audition for you. Um, and and I'm guessing I may even already have some. I, I have my email closed, but I may already have some, so that's going to be cool. But um, you know, and and so there is that time frame. So you could have somebody who is absolutely fabulous, but if they don't meet that time frame, well, they're obviously not going to get the job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so it's all about being clear with people, whether they're a contractor, whether they're um, you know, an employee. Same thing with clients. I mean, you know. I, I tell my clients, I need you to give me X by X, you know, and, and, and I try and put it in writing because it gets really easy to, to forget and, and all of these various things. So the more important it is, the more likely it's going to be in writing. But we have to be clear about what we're looking for too, um, you know, and, and so that's where we just really have to stop and think it through, um, you know, and, and it comes back to what we were saying at the start that, you know, we, we build our businesses based on our personal views and, and our personal um, uh, feelings and, and ways that we want to operate and people we want to do business with. And the cool thing is when we've done it enough, then that's pretty much the only people that we end up associating with, right? You know, the, the others have weeded themselves out. They know, nah, don't even bother. So we don't really have to, you know, it's, it's already been kind of self-policed. You know, we're not going to have clients come to us that are going to ask us to do things that we're not going to do because we're just not even in their realm either. Um, you know, and, and so it, 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 does, it, is, it, it comes back to you saying, you know, on your site that you're family friendly. Okay. Then somebody who's not, <laughs> you know, they're just not even going to try because, you know, they know, okay, well, I need to find somebody other than voices.com to, to do my project. Mm-hmm. No, it's, um, it's, it's certainly those, as much as some people might um, decide just to, to not do business with you, which is, uh, which is a-okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I should, you know, I'll, I'll reuse the phrase of giving kind of the word of warning here mm-hmm. that you will be challenged right. on this and it'll continue mm-hmm. to come up and mm-hmm. um, maybe somebody leaves a bad review for you. Um, and because it's, it, it actually struck a nerve to them and they may maybe even be offended by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I, I guess I just wanted to encourage those of us who have been grounded in values, mm-hmm. whatever those values are, if they're meaningful to you, um, hold true to them. And uh, I, I am sure you'll come out the other side. You'll mm-hmm. feel great about the decisions you've made. Um, you'll be stronger. Mm-hmm. You'll have a great story to tell right. at a minimum. Right. Yeah. And ultimately it comes back to, as we said, knowing who you want to work with. So developing, you know, your, your best potential client, you know, who do you really want to work with? Um, and then, you know, you go from there. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, voices.com is clearly going to work with, you know, a pretty wide range, you know, anybody from somebody like me up to Google. I mean, you know, that's, mm. that's pretty, but in that subset, as you said, you know, it's, it's the technical person, it's the marketing person, it's, it's, you know, whoever that is, then what is their persona? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talk about avatars and marketing, you know, target markets and all those things a lot, but, but it really does come back to knowing exactly who you want to work with and, and work for. 
No, I, I agree. These are s- such valuable exercises because often it's just all, it's all in our heads and I think you can see it and you can imagine it. But as a uh, leader in your business, mm-hmm. uh, going through that exercise of creating a buyer persona or a user persona or some you know, character archetype, if you will, um, it's fun. It can become, uh, you know, grabbing a, you know, a photo or doodling mm-hmm. uh, one yourself, drawing one yourself, mm-hmm. but describing them in vivid detail, mm-hmm. I think, um, is such a good exercise mm-hmm. serves as a great tr- uh, training tool, mm-hmm. um, for, again, as we say, new employees joining the company or even just amongst your marketing mm-hmm. team, communication, uh, you know, uh, amongst, uh, you know, everybody within the organization is just can't be understated. We run an annual uh, employee engagement survey. We actually run them a couple times a year. Uh, and, you know, while we score, there's a hundred questions or so. And we've dialed it back. I mean, it's a, a few dozen now, but we've scored uh, well on in most areas. But, would, uh, you know, what continues to surprise me is that communication uh, continues to be a challenge mm-hmm. actually right. despite you know um uh, we have a weekly mm-hmm. team meeting uh we have an internal social network called Batter. we have emails that go out. we have posters around the office mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of you know communication that happens mm-hmm. and uh i'm recognizing that it's not that someone received the communications that i got it in a timely manner mm-hmm. which means everybody gets the same message at the same time mm-hmm. And that it's very clear and mm-hmm. often needs to be repeated. Mm-hmm. And so repeating, to tie this back to the customer personas, mm-hmm. um, repeating who it is that we're here to serve, who it is that we're, we want to go after and mm-hmm. bring them into our, into our ecosystem, um, that's an excellent tool to ensure everyone is so clear about, uh, about why we're in mm-hmm. business and uh, who we're trying to win over as mm-hmm. customers. Well, good gosh, David. Yeah, we are almost at the top of the hour. So speaking of who you want to work with, tell us a little bit more about Voices.com. And, and you know, I'm, I'm hoping, well, let's see, your program is scheduled to air several weeks after we're doing this, so I probably will have my new voiceover by then. So I'll talk about it in the, the um, promos for the, the program. But, you know, and, and I can't wait to, to finish up this process. I think it's going to be very cool. But you know, tell us a little bit more about Voices.com and, and how you work with people. Sure. So Voices is a online marketplace, which means we actually have two different groups of customers. Mm-hmm. The uh, corporate clients, like mm-hmm. you would be a corporate mm-hmm. client, uh, mm-hmm. if you will, um, who's looking for a voice. Mm-hmm. You can go on and post a job mm-hmm. um, and Voice would audition for you and they would see how much they're willing to do the work for. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, those corporate clients at small, medium size, and large enterprises uh, would be, you know, ideal on on that side. And to complement the the clients are obviously the voice actors. And mm-hmm. so the voice actors um, are people who have a, typically a great um, sounding voice, mm-hmm. a uh, artistic abilities. They often have home recording studios mm-hmm. that they work from. Right. And uh, so someone who might have been an actor at one point mm-hmm. or worked in a radio station, um, those are the voice actors that uh, I would invite mm-hmm. to, uh, to sign up um, and create a profile on Voices.com and, and hopefully get invited to some of those opportunities. Right. So that's, uh, that's how it works in a nutshell. And um, we've, we're, as I said, we're having a great time doing it. We feel like we found this one little slice of the world that, uh, that um, we believe that we can have a real mm-hmm. positive impact on. You know, and again, it's any size of project from, you know, somebody's new voicemail message, somebody's new podcast intro, all the way up to video games, online training, you know, all of these things that need that professional level of voice of talent, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's a great opportunity and, and I love this. Well, I would encourage uh, folks to sign up for free on Voices.com or if you want to check us out on various social channels, it's uh, just simply at Voices, so Voices either on Twitter uh, or on Instagram as well too. Uh, somehow we got the single one word uh, name on uh, those social platforms mm-hmm. um, and uh, there's a lot of great content mm-hmm. there. Right. 
and obviously, you know, many, many languages, you know, as I said, then it's, you, you go down from there, you know, what type of accent do you want, you know, all those various things. And, and so, you know, as you're thinking of your business, how are you presenting yourself, you know, and, and what is that voice that you want people to hear, um, you know, because it might not be mine, you know, and might not be that, that other business owner. We want to present ourselves in that best possible way. That's wonderful. Well, I've really enjoyed the conversation today. It's been a lot of fun uh, just being able to tell a story of, of how we got started mm-hmm. and uh, some of the business tips that uh, we've learned often the hard way uh, about uh, who we're serving as customers, right. uh, what kind of values we have, and how we've grown a team over, uh, over the years as well. Perfect. What, are there any final thoughts you want to leave everyone with? Oh, good. Um, well, you know, if you're uh, if you're needing some encouragement, um, you know, I would encourage you to uh, do what you're doing here today. Talk to other business owners. Um, take somebody out for coffee. Uh, go out for lunch, and uh, be willing to be vulnerable. I know that's really helped out sharing those struggles of mm-hmm. what's working, what isn't, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, ask for advice from people who've been there and done that. You right. so much to learn from others. And so I'm just grateful to be able to participate on a podcast as such. Um, I, I learned a lot uh, from you Deb, about um, the clients that how important it is to be clear about the type of projects that we're taking on uh, and um, making those uh, good decisions that way. So, um, you know, the more you can get out there in the world, uh, ask those tough questions, being vulnerable, I know that that'll uh, some rewards in helping you grow your own business. Perfect. I love it. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fascinating discussion with David Cicerelli. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.